Welcome to Al Anonymous. I am FaceTiming with the lovely Annie Hamilton. She is, you know, she's in LA and I'm in New York, so we have to FaceTime. Annie, would you like to say hi? Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. I'm glad we could finally um, figure out our uh, technical problems. That a took a goddamn really, mess. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you said that it made a well. It made us feel the R word. And it did make us feel the R word. And I was like, Annie, we do not use the R word anymore. We the new <laughs> the word that that is like accepted now is neurodivergent. It's so, just going to be so hard for me to make the switch, but neurodivergent is a nice word. Yeah, it's much nicer than the other one. Yeah, it's a polite R word. Yeah, so, yeah it's polite. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that neuro moment is over, and here we are, podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is our first time ever hanging out, actually. It is this, indeed. This is really cute. Um, I've been like obsessed with you for so long. I think you're mad cool. And, oh, thanks. And poetic and performative and just funny. Like all the good things that anyone wants to be. Just generally a little bit psychotic over the internet. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're also really pretty. So I think that's <laughs> how you get away with it. It helps <laughs> me out a lot. I acknowledge that. It helps me out a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, acting out on the internet has been more therapeutic to me than any therapy that I've. Oh my ever. god, I know. I I mean, like it's it, the repercussions aren't great. It's not like good for growth, but it is certainly I'm therapeutic. I'm terrified every day that I'm going to be that I'm going to say one thing that's just going to cancel me before my career has ever even begun. <laughs> I, I can't stop myself from saying like I feel like the way that I tweet is I think of I'm like sitting I'll like take an Adderall or I'll or I'll have some coffee and I'll sit in front of my computer and be like what is the most disturbing truth that nobody wants to hear that I'm going to say today? Yeah, I love it. I I love the honesty and the um, disturbing nature of what you what comes off the dome and into the into the uh, internet sphere. Thanks. Uh, it's fun. I was I was going through your tweets and it's really funny because. You said, you, you know, told a story that is deeply disturbing about how your first boyfriend in high school wouldn't sleep with you because you were a virgin. So do you want to tell the story? Yeah, sure. So I lied about, I never really lost my virginity because mm -hmm. I lied to both boys that I wasn't a virgin in order to make it happen for myself. I had a boyfriend when I was in high school who was in college and he was afraid that I was going to get too attached if he fucked me. So he said, you have to go out and fuck someone else. Mm. So I went to the quarterback. As a good boyfriend should. As a great boyfriend should. He was just <laughs> trying to protect me. Yeah. And um, the quarterback of uh, my high school um, said, I can't fuck you. You have a boyfriend and uh, are a virgin. I don't want to fuck a virgin. I said, that's no problem. I already had sex with Robert. 
Um, mm-hmm. So we're and we're on a break right now, so we can totally have Perfect. sex. Yeah. And then we had sex, and I pretended I was on my period because of the blood. blood. I did. I didn't end up bleeding. Actually, I'm I'm just a steely woman who, <laughs> who, yeah, yeah, totally was totally ready for sex. Right. Right. That's. That's cool. I I could not use a tampon until I was like twenty one, so couldn't Same figure it year. out. Couldn't Same year. I out. I didn't know that you had to take the applicator off a tampon in order to put it in <laughs> because I got my period so late. I was like a ballet freak, and so my body oh, me and like too. Had, yeah. Oh really? Same. Yeah. And had maybe huge, that's what like, I see issues. in you that I love. Uh, you're mm-hmm. a ballerina. Yeah, perhaps. So That's what I identify first and foremost. First, as a ballerina, a, a ballerina, and then a child of divorce. Oh my God, we're we're twins. <laughs> I'm a child of divorce and then a ballerina. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, those are my um, two identi- identities that um, I uh, hold very dear to me. <laughs> But it's very funny, the story about your virginity, because I wrote a book about this girl in high school who has a crush on this guy, and she thinks that he won't sleep with her because she's a virgin. So what she does is she hires a professional de-virginizer from a different school that's and, genius. And so then she's ready to sleep with her crush. Um, and she sleeps with her crush. And you want to know what you know what happens when you sleep with your crush in high school. Just, you know, it doesn't really work out for her. It's a big womp womp. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Having a crush sucks. Having a crush is like the only thing that gets me up in the morning. But it's also like the most painful it's a sickness it's an illness and it is so fun too it's like fun torture it is fun torture I don't know what to do but I I've decided that I've I go through these periods where I've decided that I've actually never been in love and that I have no idea what love is same so I'm trying to evaluate like I feel like love is just the first like six weeks of obsession and crush like a crush is love to me like I don't really know what like once you're in the relationship and you have the trust and the the deep love that's a whole other thing that's like some that's some trust thing but yeah that's like like a relationship but being in love yeah like the infatuation and the like the cloud that you're on like the high that you're on where you're like not even yourself and everyone hates talking to you (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that I mean that is very similar to having a crush so I understand it is a reason to wake up in the morning um I've had the same crush on someone since like 2006 but it's still going on yeah I should really let this one go it's this sad. is awful news for me because I, I I've I've had a crush for a year and change now, and I was really hoping that um, I'm going to Norway to shoot a movie. So I was like, I'm going to go to Norway, and I'm and af- after that, I this crush will be out of my system. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I always not. I always think, yeah, I'm totally going to get over my crush because my podcast is going to blow up. I'm going to be a star. 
I'm going to be on like <laughs> the Goop channel. Me and Gwyneth are going to hang. And guess what, Crush? I will be out of your league. But I, I thought that when I that would happen when I published a book, too, and it didn't happen. So God I don't know. I hope this movie works for you, though. Thank you. I hope so, too. Norway. What is the movie about? It's a horror drama. Fabulous. Um, by which I'm, it's just, a, like, I feel like every, I've done a couple horror movies and every time the director is like, okay, it's really a psychological drama and um, <laughs> the, it, it's, it's exploring the traumas of life, et cetera. Uh-huh. And, and, and I'm kind of like, well, it's just sort of a horror movie in which I'm a, in a bikini and getting you killed s- in a hot tub. But uh, yeah, that's, that's not this one. That's another one I did. But this, this one's good. <laughs> this script is really good and it's a horror film. Oh, I'm excited. My friend, she... Um, her career started with doing a bunch of horror films and now she has a show on NBC. Hell yes. Yeah. Jane Levy, I'd like to shout you out. I know you don't listen. She doesn't listen to this pod. (laughs) But horror movie is a great, horror movies are a great way to break in to Hollywood, I think. That's what I'm trying to do, man. That's what I'm trying to do. I was talking, sorry, yeah. I was just going to ask when you um, moved to Hollywood, but you, you go on. You were talking. No, no, no. I, I would love to answer. I, went, I regrettably went to USC, which was the most miserable four years of my life, um, hmm. and then stayed in L.A. after that. So I've been here for like... Whoa. I graduated in 2015, um, five... I've been here for like nine years. That is insane. Wasting away. Wasting in, away. In Los Angeles. And you're from New York, right? You have a New I'm York from New York. York. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit. And so I was you supposed mo- to move back during quarantine, but then this shit hit and it just like didn't... It would have... Quarantine yeah. has sucked in New York. Um, I know. Yeah, you're better off there, which is crazy. I would never say that and under any other circumstances. I know. <laughs> yeah, I tried living in L.A. It didn't work out. And you are literally from here. I can't even imagine. It's a horrible place that rots my brain every single day. Yeah. I mean, and, and also, like, the biggest reason why I wanted to move is these boys from Los Angeles can go to hell. Ew, they're so corny. They're and they so suck. corny. They're yeah. so corny. But I fall for it because it's yeah. so exotic to me. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. I find that, they're just, like, everyone there is just a little less intelligent. I'm losing know. brain cells by the second. It's yeah, yeah. Magnificent. It's actually, yeah, it is nice. The part is very nice. Yeah. I like that. But you're going to Norway. Um, you can still find work in New York. As long as you have an agent, you can, like, fly wherever. Yeah, no, I did a, I did a Shonda Rhimes show there in January. So Ooh, like, my mom would be fun. stoked. She loves that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Anna Delvey. Um, oh, cool. So Wait, I... Very cool. Yeah, it was fun. So I um, was like, oh, this is a good omen. Clearly, I can work in both cities. And then I mm-hmm. was in callbacks for a part that was also shooting in New York the week that I was supposed to move. And then everything got put on hold in the world. Poor, ended yeah. Yeah. This, here we are. This year is a wash for everyone, I think. But no, not for you and not for me. because No, not for us. I'm, We're charging I'm going to be a pod star. You're going to be a movie star. <laughs> this is our year, I think. Everyone's going to start paying attention because they'll be forced to. Because <laughs> no one else is doing anything. I don't 
to my knowledge. Forcing people to like me is a great skill of mine. Me too. Yeah. Do you do you have the problem where um, you need everyone to like you? Like I you need, need need it. I have an insane need for it. Yeah, I, and it like doesn't make sense when someone doesn't like you. It doesn't make it doesn't quite compute, but at the same time, I have had a rude awakening in the past couple. I'm a horrible. I, we should talk about this, but I mm-hmm. can be, I am a horrible drunk in many ways, um, mm-hmm. and. Through that, I realized, oh my God, there's so many people that that absolutely hate my guts, and I kind of yeah. came to terms with it. But no, I need everyone to be obsessed with me. Yeah, yeah, no, same. Yeah, um, but like not in a in like a bitchy way, in a like please no. don't hate me way. Yes, like, in, a, in a please, I think the like not, worst not things the, about myself. So I just want somebody else to exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the validation. Just hating, hating myself. Yeah. It, I, my therapist said it comes from being neglected as a kid. Um, and that too. And that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go, wait, let's go back to you being drunk and realize, yeah. Think? So no one. Basically, one day I'm gonna have to be sober. Is is where we're at. Um, yeah. Right I mean, now, it, it yeah. comes for everyone. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I have many friends who are sober, um, and it terrifies me. It's terrifying um, for sure. Yeah. I, I had a really real conversation with my friend where I I had talked to a friend and she was like, I think you'd really benefit from rehab. And I was like, rehab? What? (laughs) And then, um, and then I said that to my shrink and my shrink was like, yeah, you do. It would, it would be great for you to go to rehab. And I was like, Rehab actually sounds, it sounds really nice. You get to do pottery and shit. It sounds so nice. If I had the money to go to rehab, honestly, I'm, I, 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 where I'm at right now is I've been pretty good the past couple months mm-hmm, um that's but before good, that's good. quarantine started i stopped drinking to go to parties yeah. um because i was not i couldn't trust myself yeah i mean what can happen and what can be recorded and yeah the parties the being drunk at parties the parties of it all yeah like and also because just the, the things was... the things that i thought was, were okay to say to like people i respect and admire <laughs> yes. like jesus <laughs> christ yeah it's bad it's bad I hate thinking about it yeah um and like just like the slurring of my words I've heard like heard myself like on like an Instagram story or a vine back when vine was a thing and I'm just like this is it's just like dark there's like my dead eyes and just like talking like well, the scary thing about my drunkness is that I, people have no idea when I, like, I'm one of those weird tanks mm-hmm. where, like, I'm, I'm doing all these things and I don't remember anything the next day, yep. but, like, I'm, I'm talking about Proust and I'm, like, yeah. completely coherent and everyone oh has no idea that I'm actually, like, bombs away. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I, I, and also the parties I was going to, uh, to in LA were, like, all work-related. Like, it was, right. like, I was going to, like, a... Golden Globe party as like so a fucking glamorous. nothing actress who like is <laughs> who I, I went to one of these parties and Phoebe Waller, Phoebe Waller Bridge offered me a cigarette and I had just quit smoking 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have to again. take a cigarette. Yeah. No, I didn't. I said no. Wow. Because power I, move. I did a power move. And then yeah. the next day I, I called my ex-boyfriend and I was like, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer going to be on this earth. Like I, I going to those parties and meeting like your heroes yeah. is, is the worst. I would never wish it upon my greatest enemy. It's, yeah. I, I, I don't like being around, um, people I respect and admire. No. I, I, I'm like, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to say something fucked up. Like, I just like, don't it. Yeah. It and feels what I think bad. About is, it's I'll remember this for the rest of my life. And, and Julie Delpy will never remember me. I will oh remember God. the five words that Julie Delpy told me till I die. And, and Julie yeah. Delpy's, I'm just a blip in her life. Yeah. I hate feeling so meaning, like, so, uh, so small. That's really sad. That just made me so sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, I will remember every word that you're saying to me because it will be recorded. Thank you. And I, and I do think that, like, uh, People will like this episode. Also, I want to be friends with you. You're so cool. I would, I, Dasha was talking about you and it made me really want to be friends with you. Aww. She was singing your high, high praises. That's very nice of her. I love her. Um, anyway, so yeah. How, Wait, so, no, go on. Oh, so when did your parents, I just need to know about the divorce Oh, the stuff. divorce, the divorce. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, when I was six, I guess. Okay. I had a really nice life. Okay, so it actually relates to my ballet stuff. So, you know, like, I started ballet when I was, like, five, four or five or something. And I was, like, the favorite one, like, the chosen one, the one that got to, like, take the advanced classes and do the solos of competition. Like, I was I was Hell that yeah. one. That was me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I... I got to be that one. And then my parents got divorced and I had to move and I lost that position that I, that, that like, um, oh God, that coveted. Yeah. Everyone wants that. You know, I had it and I'll never forgive my parents for getting a divorce because I lost it. But I ended up going to like trying out a few new studios where they're like, oh, you're advanced. But I was, and where was this? This was upstate New York. In New Jersey, I lived in New Jersey when my parents were together. And um, I only had one brother back then. And yeah, then they got a divorce and I moved up to upstate New York when I was in second grade, I think. Second or third. And upstate? um, I'll say the Hudson Valley. Okay, okay. That's gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, it's Poughkeepsie, but... Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> but um, so I like tried out a few studios. Um, and then I I went to the one that I ended up at. I was like third, third, fourth best even. Yeah. And, I'll ne- and I'll never get over that. That like crushed me. But that yeah. Is, ball- the ballet memories are so crushing. I know. I I I just started doing it in quarantine again. Actually, so did I. Shut up, really? Yes, I'm using like like all of these ridiculous YouTube videos to oh, that teach rules. myself how to. I've, yeah, I, yeah. I got a I got um an ankle stretcher. I never had one of those when I was dancing. Uh, they're amazing. It's like they my turnout. Amazing. My turn. It hurts so bad, but my turnout is. 
Looking good. Fine. My releve is high as hell. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think, yeah, I identify first and foremost as a ballerina. And I think that was the number one thing that was missing in my life. Well, we already, I, th- I think with ballet, something that's really, that not everyone experiences, we've, we've already had a dream die. I mean, yeah, I think already. probably wanted to be of a ballerina, course. no? Yeah, of course, of course. And so that dream dying for me was, I, I counted the days after I stopped dancing for up until like 385 days. Like oh I, my God. I would get out of bed and say, today is the 20th day that I haven't danced. God, that's heartbreaking. It Jesus. was, it was so yeah. crushing. I get it. I get it. Yeah. That is very interesting, having a dream die so young. Because and by I, the time you're like 24, you're done with ballet anyway. Like no one wants you. I know. <laughs> I know. Like they just want the 11 year olds. It's a sick, of course we were obsessed with ballet. It's the sickest world you could be obsessed it with. It is. And there's so much discipline and you have to be perfect. And there's only like one way to be, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's what I liked about it. I, I mean, went I loved to, everything. I transferred it. from Joffrey to Alvin Ailey um, when I was younger. And I oh, wow. started, and they, at Alvin Ailey, they have you do Horton, which is like the mm-hmm. type of, da- okay, you know what Horton yeah. is, and West African dance. And uh, we did Limon and character and a bunch of different things. But cool. What I loved so much, there is one feeling with dance that I haven't been able to get with acting of of just like when the music is on this is so oh my god no say it say it say it when the music is on and you're and you know the choreography and you're Mm -hmm. moving through it and and you're sweating and it's just like that complete the lights are so bright on you oh my god it's 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 heaven it's nirvana it's there's there is absolutely nothing 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 in this world that i love more than a stage and dance really helped me, like, like get... Nothing. Nothing, I love the nothing. Stage. But, yes, we love the stage. Nothing compares. Yes. Um, but, sorry, and dance got you through... No, dance got me... Uh, we, we had, like, a dance company in our high school, mm-hmm. and it was, like, this big... It was, like, a slut show. Did you like, go to, like, LaGuardia? No, I went to Fieldston, which is a fancy private okay. school I know in that one. the Bronx, yeah. Yes. Um, and... It, it was I like wish this, I went to LaGuardia more than anything. I like no, want to enroll. LaGuardia. I want to like enroll now. No, no. Everyone's <laughs> trash who goes to LaGuardia. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Good. That's um, some tea. Just full of, full of dummies. That's what yeah. I have to say about LaGuardia. Thank um, you. Thank you. I <laughs> loved hearing that. My Jewish mother always judged kids who went to LaGuardia because she was like, how could their parents ever, like little did she know I wanted to become an actor. She was like, how could these parents ever like whore their children out and, and, and they know that their kids just want to be famous and they're letting them do this. And I'm like, <laughs> like turning bright red being like, fuck, she has no idea how yeah. famous I want to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I want more than anything too. It's so sad and like. That's like my goal in life. I mean, I had a talk with my dad, but my dad's pretty old. My dad's 76. Uh-huh. And um, I'm 26, so he's a little bit of an older dad. And he, yeah. um, I was like, Dad, you know, he, he jokes about dying a lot. Um, he was my like, My dad just, does that too. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I hate he it was, so much. He was like, I'm writing so much, blah, blah, blah. And so when I die, and I was like, Yeah, I will, I'll turn you into like Anne Frank. Once you die, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make your diary <laughs> so famous and you're gonna have such a big legacy and my dad like paused on the phone he was like Antonia 
I don't care about legacy. I will vanish into oblivion. And I was just like, ooh, nothing yeah. sadder than that. Nothing yeah, sadder. Nothing, nothing, nothing sadder than that. Nothing. My, yeah. um, so I, I went to um, an eating disorder camp last summer. It was more like the psych ward for eating disorder people. Yes. But I met this Hasidic Jewish teenager with whom I'm still in touch. I actually sent her um, an old trap phone that I had so she can, like, get the internet. So she's been, like, she has the internet for the first time. Because That's I'm, insane. I That's know. a mitzvah. It's, yeah, I, it's, it so is. <laughs> it so is. But um, she constantly is, like, you're not getting in any younger, Al. Like, don't you want to have a legacy? Like, you, don't you want to have children? And I'm, like... Children is not the kind of legacy. No, like, same here. No, like the legacy I want is for people to remember who I am and like, and like quote me on their Instagram. Exactly. You know, and like, yeah. And also, yeah. I don't want a child that I, I, I really firmly believe this. I tweeted this once. I really don't want to, I don't believe that adults who had good childhoods are adults that I have any interest in talking to. Same. But I, and so I don't same. want... I, but I don't want to give my kid a traumatic childhood, but if my kid is going to be a cool person, they have to have a traumatic childhood. I know. So I don't really know how to, it, yeah. it means that children are not my thing. Same. And also, I do not want to have a straight male son. No. Like, can you imagine? Abs- I, ugh, no. I know. I know. God, that is a punishment. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Like you, like give birth to a like a a rapist, and basically. I, yeah, I also like there's a my my brother had a very serious childhood illness and still is sick and like having a sick kid sounds fucking yeah, terrible. Yeah, that is really fucked it, up. It's I just the whole thing. Yeah, I, I being a and, and a, a mother like a fa- mother. maybe I'd be, I'd be a father. I'd be a father, but not a mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I hated my mother for so long, too. How do we feel about her now? Um, we, we talk as friends. We keep things surface level. Yeah. Like, my dad listens to this podcast, which is the sweetest thing. Hi, Padre. Thank you for listening. (laughs) And my mom, like, refuses to acknowledge, like, anything I've ever done in my life. So, it's weird. So, imagine if you had a daughter and you're, like, jealous of her. That's a that thing that could is, happen. I, that I is couldn't, a thing that could happen. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah. So no children, really. No, it's off the table. Yeah. We're going to be stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. I was telling you this over text, but um, my shrink and I are starting this new therapy called EDMR. Oh, yeah. And Tell me about he, that. Well, he said, the reason why I said it is because he sent me this... Um, not an NDA, a disc, uh, a thing that you sign that says he can film me. Um, <laughs> like out what is, of nowhere. So no, so my sh- my shrink has been wanting to film our sessions for quite some time. And what? Yes, and the first time that he asked me, I was like, "That's perverted." I I, I, sh- I shocked myself. Well, I thought that I, I love attention so yeah, goddamn yeah. much 
that um, I I thought that in every, that I would be like course. yes. Mm-hmm. But that's I, like but all was... I ever wanted my therapy to like record our sessions. Yes, they were good. I was like, this one would have been awesome. This breakthrough, oh my god. I know, and but I shocked myself by being a good person, and some part of me said, no, I don't want that. I I I, I don't want that. So he didn't bring it up for a while. Was and he then, the one who to suggest it, or did you ever express? He any was the one who suggested it. What the? Fuck? Because he's he's like one of the heads at a big um, university in LA, and he has a lot of students, and so he teaches them things. And but then it got me thinking, and I was like, "You must think I'm really crazy if you want to yeah. record this and show the class that." Yeah, so we've been through many stages, but um, he asked me again, and. I didn't know what to say this time because he gives me, usually his sessions are like $450 an hour. Yeah, But yeah. he gives me it for $50 an hour because he that's knows how so goddamn nice. poor I am. Yeah, that's really so nice. So I was like, fuck, this guy does help me out a lot. Like, maybe I should mm-hmm. throw him a bone. So I, I don't said, think. sure. Okay. And then he sent me this, this, this thing to sign. And, and I'm not going, I, I'm, I can't What is it. it called? It's called a, um, not a cease and desist. What is he, a cease and desist. He called um. it. He just called it video consent. Okay. What the? I mean, I have never heard of such a thing. And I mean, my mind just went strict straight to like sicko pervert. Like, that's all I can think of. Like, what? My friends have uh, varying opinions about my psychiatrist because he also at one point there was a time where I was very. Um, oh, he's your psychiatrist, not even your shrink. He's, he's my psychiatrist. Okay. He, that, that's the guy that gives you pills and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, have a psychopharmacologist yeah. who's around the same price. And uh, we don't really go into... We don't really delve into, like, my issues that much. I only... This is the other weird thing that my mother passed down to me. She always said therapists are hacks. Like, the only people that you can talk to are the doctors who can give you pills. I mean, I don't, she's I don't not wrong. That's, yeah, but I've, so been, I, I've been having problems with therapists. I, I don't know. I hate mine at the moment. I think I gotta try. I, I think I might have to move on from this guy, which is scaring me. But that's a whole other conversation. We've just yeah. been together for like it's been like eight years. Oh my god! And I'm still lying my ass off. Yeah. I gotta figure out how to stop lying. You know, there's a bunch of things that just have to be done with me. And so wow, I might, eight I might, years. That's tough. Eight years. My yeah. therapist of four years broke up with me last summer. He broke I, up with you? She broke she. up with me. Yeah. She broke what up with me. What did she say? She didn't say anything. She ghosted me. She put me in um, eating disorder no. camp and then refused to talk to me after that. That's, that is traumatic uh, and heartbreaking. I'm yeah, so it was, sorry. It was the worst breakup I've ever gone through in my entire life. And it was also... I didn't have an eating disorder per se. It was the year that my brother died. It was like yeah. six months after my brother died that I went to that she sent me to the hospital. So it was like mourning. And she also knows that I have like mom issues and abandonment. She issues. abandoned you. I was just she, going to say she fucking abandoned you. Yeah, she like knows more than any she knew more than anyone. And, yeah, it was insane. Like, the one person that I trusted. And sh- the only reason I went to the, the psych ward was so she could continue being my therapist. So she just really blindsided me, gaslit me. 
oh my god, should I mail shebang. her? Should I put my shit in a box and mail Maybe. it to her? Like, what do we, what do we do about that? God, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just have to let it go, I guess. But I am still not over it. And and now you're seeing somebody new. Yeah, but she likes still like doesn't really know what my name is. Like, <laughs> she calls you Quarantine Bay. Yeah, she's like Alyssa. Oh, Allison. Like, it's, it's, it's actually kind of insane <laughs> because we only started like, um, like doing our sessions during quarantine, and it's kind of hard to like. Oh, you've only met her over the computer. Well, I I had a few sessions with her like in real life, but um, quarantine happened pretty fast and. So I've I've known her longer dur- like for the duration of quarantine than I have like outside. Yes. But anyway, that's boring. So are you going <laughs> to are you going to do the 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 reel for your psychiatrist? I yeah, I I'm not going to allow him to film me. Yeah. It's weird. Like when I was when I was in high school and like my English teachers would use my like essays as an example of like how to do it well. Yes. Um, I was like, by all means. But I mean, if they were to use my essay as an example um, of how to do Not, it poorly. And like, yes, exactly. Like the same thing. Exactly. Then, I mean, I'm a really good patient in terms of. I've been in therapy for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother got, my brother's my twin. He got sick when I was seven. Oh my so God. We all started seeing this one like Dr. Feelgood who would just give pills to uh-huh. the masses and yeah. was a, yeah. like, looked like the Grim Reaper, went to Princeton, was like a, just a real wasp. I loved him. He was like yeah, a father figure. No, he, sound, he sounds great. Um, and so I'm very good at being in therapy, but I. I don't want some, I, I, I already fast forward to this thought of like, okay, they're all the kids are watching me at, at this college and mm-hmm. they're, I'm going to look so beautiful and I'm yeah. going to be so tragic that all the kids yeah. are going to be like, who is this girl? I'm in love with her. And I was like, wait, yeah, wait, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. I, I can't, I'm not finding a boyfriend through my therapist <laughs> showing my therapy sessions to students. This is not how I'm yeah. finding a boyfriend. This is not Honestly, it sounds so enticing to me. It would take me, I, it would take me a while to figure out if I wanted that or not because <laughs> like I, all I want is for people to see how tragic my life is and how strong of a person I've become and I know and yeah that's very important and how like funny I am and despite like, it all yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's like the biggest one I think it's so cool that you said that um you are only interested in people who had shitty upbringings um, because I agree. I am. I mean, I have, I have not, I have a couple friends who had really idyllic childhoods and they're just yeah. not my close friends. Yeah. It's just <laughs> they're, like, they're not. It's, it's just like harder to relate to, to them or something. Or people who idealize their parents who like hold them up here. I'm like, what, oh my God. What world like, are what you is, living in? Yeah. That is something. Yeah, that's like... <laughs> that is, like, It's disgusting. just, like, all these people are so... Rep- I, I actually, deep in my heart of hearts, don't believe that anyone had an idyllic childhood. I just think pe- some people are so repressed and, like, mm-hmm. um, in denial of their feelings. And I yeah. have no interest in talking to somebody who doesn't want to, like, 
talk from the gut. Right, right. Like if someone were to ask my mother if I had a good childhood, she would say, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. My mom would say my childhood. Ah, <laughs> no, no. My mom's pretty um, dramatic. She might be like Annie had a rough going at it. Actually, yeah, <laughs> no. My mom is also dramatic, but I think she would skirt the question for sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Mother so wait, stuff, do you have, stuff. even though your dad listens to the podcast, you can deny this question but yeah. do, you, do you have because originally when we were speaking about talking you were like let's talk about dads and parties two of my yeah. favorite subjects yeah, yeah um do you have daddy issues or or i no i don't have daddy issues i definitely have mom issues but i have noticed that a lot of the people i date are want like libras my dad's a libra okay um, and I don't know, they have like certain fatherly aspects Yes, that I am looking for, like in a, in a partner. So I guess I, maybe that is like an Oedipal daddy issue thing, but, um, I was having a conversation with a friend who was like, it's so hard for you because you had such a bad dad. How are you ever going to fall in love? And I was like, it's so hard for you who had an amazing dad because now every man can't compare no one to can, him. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I, I think girls who have amazing dads actually are kind of more screwed in the love department. Uh-huh. Shit. Um, like, my mother had this. My mother's, my grandfather was like this amazing man. And my mom could never find somebody who lived up to him. Um, uh-huh. Who treated her the way that he he did? So we're all screwed. Wow. Yeah. I guess yeah. we are all screwed. <laughs> well, you can tell your psychiatrist that I'd be willing to do it because I'm pretty fucked up too. I'll let him know. <laughs> I'll let him know. Maybe that'll be my big break, and <laughs> I'll um, I'll come to Hollywood too. These people. I- yeah, tell me. No, uh, no, I, I've always wanted... I mean, I haven't always wanted to be an actress because I know that I'm not good at it because I'm really bad at lying. Okay. Um, and I'm really... Ba- I, like, only know how to be different versions of myself or, like, different, like, exaggerated, like, qualities that I can play up or play down um, that I actually get to exercise when I'm writing especially when I was writing fiction like all of my characters were extensions of personality traits so it's kind of like weird um what is it called not character acting what is it called when you're the character all the time method method yeah and it felt like like a weird method acting kind of thing because these I don't know. Anyway. Those two qualities I, you described are great for acting, honestly. I, I think acting is just exaggerating different parts of your personality. I don't think it's like... Some, some actors are transformers, totally. But the mm-hmm. type of actor I am, at least, is, is one that I take a part of myself and I'll amp it up and get rid of another part. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what acting feels like to me, at least. That's really beautiful and cool. I never really expected acting until recently. Um, and the, the the movie that changed my um, opinion on actors uh, was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And That's 
what did yeah. you think? I mean, I loved it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I understand like what it, I, it's an art. It's an art. It's not just like lying, you know? Yes. Um, I also, when MoviePass was a thing, I got really into movies and acting, I guess, too. Like appreciating it. I, not like for myself, but it's I think funny, it's, I appreciate it as an art form. Oh, that's nice. I, I don't, I appreciate it as an art form and I don't appreciate, um, actors. <laughs> I, I love, <laughs> I love the art form and I, yeah. I go to sleep every night listening. This is sad, but true. Listening to Philip Seymour Hoffman on the inside the actor studio or what have you. Oh but my God. actually actors as people, um, the jury's not out on uh, the verdict's not out on, uh, how I feel about actors is same, same. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to trust an actor because you don't know. You can't trust an actor. You, you really just can't. can't. <laughs> yeah. And also, like with writers, I feel like you can't trust them either because they're totally gonna write about you in some like horrible light. Totally. Or like amp up a trait that sucks and play all the other ones down. You really, yeah. Writers are pretty bad people too. I, I want I want to be with a writer. That's like my 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 goal in life Ugh. is to be with like an Arthur Miller. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Same. 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 My, I actually know the um, son. Well, the stepson of. I don't want to talk about that. I'll tell you off off the thing. Tell me off the thing. Um, but when I found that out, I was like, I was like, excuse me. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, yeah, that sounds romantic to me too. I wouldn't want to be with an actor. Cause I've also, done it. I have not. I, the, I don't the best boyfriend I ever had is an actor. I, that I will say, but every other actor I know has fucked me over. Yeah, every person I've been with has fucked me over. But my best boyfriend was a composer of music. Which is oh, kind of wow. like, which is kind of like ballet centric, very genius, S. very eccentric. Yeah, I lo- oh my god, I love geniuses. That's a big. I love thing. geniuses. Yeah, and you <laughs> and you realize like as a as a genius, you recognize other geniuses. Like, duh. Absolutely. I think I, that's why this was like such a duh. We need to do this podcast realization. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Have you, on a totally off topic, have you done, like, party social stuff during quarantine? No. No, I haven't. Um, Thank God. Yeah, no, I haven't at all. I've done... I started volunteering at this mutual aid space. um, Oh, amazing. For, like, harm reduction, um, which has been really nice and good, but... um, that kind of got weird because I got involved with a poly couple and as ostracized from it. And I think I'm going back. I love them. I love you going should there. Go back. But I just took a little break this week because it got yeah. weird. It got weird. Like social situations just suck. I have no idea what to do with myself socially anymore. It's unbelievable. I used yeah. to be such a butterfly. Yeah, I, like, really want to go back into quarantine. I like <laughs> I it. saw you wrote that. <laughs> I like it. I was, like, doing so much ballet and reading and, 
like doing my things tending to my plants and now and then now I'm exposed to like the real world again where everyone sucks and people fuck you over yes but I have been enjoying wearing outfits in public I'll say that the outfits I've been I've been getting dressed every every single day of quarantine me too today I have worn a look same oh my gosh same everyone yeah like everyone is like I can't believe you're able to get dressed every day and I'm like I if I didn't put on a full lit look every day I, I who would I be exactly I, exactly. I who am I without my cute little Etsy options? I, I don't know who I would be I know I know it's so important <laughs> <laughs> you are looking very cute I love this outfit you are too is that Thank a you. um I'm sitting like in the bathroom dress? right now oh cute do you have plants in there this is yeah it's my friend's house there's a there's it's a plant nice. That's nice. I am sitting on the edge of my bed because my computer started to die and I had to do a thing. This is my recorder. Isn't it cool? It looks like a giant dildo, but yes, it's, it's God. All right. <laughs> I, like got, I got a water bottle because everyone was like grilling me for can't really getting essentials. Um, and now people tell me that my water bottle looks like a fleshlight, which is oh, that's disgusting vile. That's and vile. vulgar, and yeah. it's offensive. I, yeah, that is offensive. I hate vulgarity. I really do. I'm sorry <laughs> for the dildo comment. No, it's okay. It's okay. I does it look like? I mean, it looks like a microphone to me. It looks like a microphone. It looks like a microphone. <laughs> Just sex is always on the mind. Yeah, I understand. That's a big part of quarantine, too. I really liked knowing that no one was getting laid. I know. I know. I I mean, my favorite part about quarantine was knowing that my enemies were not able to live their lives in the way that they like to. I was just like, as as much as I'm miserable, they're miserable, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like normal people were more miserable. Yes. They, they don't know how to be miserable. Exactly. Exactly. So I felt like we kind of had a one-up on them during quarantine. We did. We, we have prepared for quarantine our whole lives. Yeah. By sure. being depressive, manic, yeah. pixie ladies. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And, acting, and br- turning the internet into a stage <laughs> as well as a, like, um, therapy room therapy couch (laughs) um well we're getting we're we're uh rounding out okay let's round out yeah wait this is a good episode oh i'm glad i'm so glad yeah the world is a stage the world is a stage and the stage is a world of mental illness and Bad childhoods. Yes, everybody worth talking to is completely sick in the brain. And yeah. the people who are not um, are people that shouldn't even be listening to this podcast. Yeah. Well, also, if you struggle with mental illness, it is so important to get the help you need. Because if I, if I didn't have therapy or, or take my prescription dr- if, drugs, if I, I would I didn't be, take dead. My, yeah, I'd I, be dead. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't yeah. agree more. The so, moment that I started taking medication in my life same. changed forever. No, absolutely. I'll never forget the, the day that I like got the right combination of antidepressants. I woke up and I didn't want to kill myself. And I was like, this is how it feels to be normal. 
Dude, like, I this have is how people feel moment. every day. Oh my god! I know, and I was, it was it was groundbreaking. It was nuts. We're all chattering. I was shooting a movie um, that's still the favorite movie that I've done, and I knew that I should have been happy while I was doing it. But I we were shooting at this hotel called the Beverly Hilton, and there were these big windows, and I just uh-huh. was standing by the window, being like, "It might be better to jump off. It might be better to jump off." And then had- two weeks later, I started taking my medication, and I stood by the window again. Yeah, and it felt literally like, who the- was that person? No, go on. Explain uh, your story. It felt like the window shades in my mind like opened up. Like I felt like I saw the sun for the first time inside my brain. It was so beautiful. So beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I do love that. Yeah. So listeners, it's important to get help. And that is why that's like another reason I have this podcast because Uh, Therapy is mad expensive, and I hope that this can help some people. Um, Okay, Annie. It's so nice to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Let's chat later. Um, Okay. Let's stay on FaceTime after. Perfect. Perfect.